Larry McDonald, who is the creator of the Bear Traps Report, said he's waiting for a Lehman-like moment. How will you protect yourself from the impact of inflation and of stagflation? Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Welcome. It's Money Matters USA, a great podcast that's a companion to a great video series of the same name with Fred Sade. Fred Sade, who is the founder and the CEO of the firm Money Matters USA. See, do you see a common theme here? Because Fred knows your money matters, especially in retirement. Uh, Fred, how are you today? I'm great, Dave. How are you? Wonderful. And I, yes, you can search for the uh, companion video series uh, on YouTube. Just search Money Matters USA with Fred Sade and uh, definitely spell Fred uh, or Sade rather. Fred's easy. Uh, Sade is S-A-I-D-E. We're going to talk inflation here. You scared me with that uh, quote from Larry McDonald on the Lehman-like moment. But um, before we get into the conversation on inflation, Let's check in with Janet Yellen, <laughs> she, because yeah. she she weighed in on inflation recently, and um, actually, she's the latest inflation numbers. Of course, they in, in indicate it's not going away anytime soon. In fact, Janet Yellen, uh, the Secretary of Treasury, says she may have misjudged just what was happening with our economy. When I said that inflation would be transitory, what I was not anticipating was a scenario in which we would end up contending with multiple variants of COVID. I was not envisioning um, impacts on food and energy prices we've seen from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So, um, as Chair Powell indicated himself, um, both of us probably could have used a better term than transitory. So, yeah, I mean, it's here and um, you know, inflation, stagflation uh, can affect a retirement plan drastically. We're going to do a, a, a quick definition of inflation and stagflation. A simple definition of inflation is an increase in the cost of goods and services over time. A simple definition of stagflation is feeble growth and elevated inflation both occurring at the same time. Both inflation and stagflation decrease the value of your savings and investments that you will have in retirement. The Associated Press reports companies compensate through shrinkflation and skimpflation. Okay, shrinkflation <laughs> is reducing the size of goods while keeping the price the same. Skimpflation 
is keeping the price of services the same, but reducing what is provided. Yes, we're experiencing that too. Uh, it looks like we're getting inflation through word inflation. It's almost like whenever there's a scandal after Watergate, they put a yeah. gate on everything. Now we're putting right. inflation on everything. That's right. I, I, I'm just wondering what's going to come next. <laughs> right. You know, you're right about the services because uh, you could be paying the same, but getting less. That's another thing we're experiencing now. Yeah, another thing that I'm seeing is that um, that a service charge or fuel service charge is being added. In other words, a plumber or an air con- or an HUV, you know, an air conditioning guy comes out and said, we'll give you a free estimate, but they're going to charge you, you know, 25 bucks for the cost of uh, fuel. So, I mean, their, their trucks might get four to six miles, you know, to the gallon, uh, you know, the heavy trucks that they drive. So... Yeah, it's it's yeah, another. You're right. It, it's it's right. fascinating what we uh, see. I did see um, Gatorade uh, <laughs> has now gone to a much slimmed down uh, bottle. So <laughs> at least they're being on Gatorade's being honest about that. You're 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 pe- you're getting less for uh, for it, and, and rather than keeping the packaging. Remember, so I always, I always, well, you know what it says on the cereal package. Yeah. Contents may have shifted. <laughs> shipping. Well, you know, even if this goes way back, um, it's been years since I actually got a physical newspaper. I still do like that. I miss it in many ways. But remember how it went? It shrunk. It used to be yeah. really wide and it kind of yeah. shrunk down. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, the, the only papers that are still, you know, part of the size of of the um of the old papers or the you know are the sunday papers they have the comics and some advertising i don't even remember remember the width of it went down the the actual width yeah Yeah. everything is is uh is smaller uh now i I remember the new york times on sunday thing must have weighed three pounds (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know, you felt bad for the paper carriers back then. Now, we yeah. are we aren't really already experiencing I mean, we're not in a recession yet, uh, technically, but on our recording date here, uh, which is June 13th. But we are feeling um, what you know, one of the definitions of stag. We're kind of feeling stagflation a little bit, aren't we? Yeah, we are. And also the the miss on inflation was one tenth of a point. Uh, so you could technically so you're right, you could technically say we're we're not. We don't meet the technical definition. Mm-hmm. But um, but but we, we certainly are we, we certainly are in a bear market so far as the stock market is uh is concerned. I don't think there's any way to, to get around that uh, to get around that r- right now. As far as um, Janet Yellen's uh, comments, um, you know, I, I wouldn't put 100 percent of the blame on the, on the Federal uh, Reserve. They were accommodative to the administration, uh, but they also felt that they went back to what they said in the 1970s. This transitory came out of the 1970s playbook, and um, I, I guess I'm a little tougher on on um, uh, Janet Yellen. I mean, she's a PhD economist. She taught graduate and undergraduate economics at Harvard. Her husband is a Nobel Prize winning economist, so I'm not so sure 
I mean, I, I will accept her at her word, but I'm, yeah. you know, but I am, I am skeptical. And when she testified before Ways and Means last week, uh, which I assume that 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 piece of the quote, I don't, I guess the research department will have to tell me. But, um, you know, but when she was asked point blank, what's what's the size of the federal budget deficit? She said she didn't know, she shuffled her papers, and then they gave her a number that came from the House Budget Committee that was provided by Treasury, and she said, oh, yeah, that sounds right. So uh. I guess you can draw your own conclusion from that. Nobody, no, 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 nobody wants to take the, take the blame here and, and the responsibility for it, but we are, we are living through a very, very difficult uh, time, and I, I don't uh, anticipate it's going to get better hmm. uh, anytime, um, you know, anytime soon. And, and certainly, the Russian situation and COVID didn't make it um, didn't make it any better. To uh, it, it, I mean, it just compounded the problem. Didn't cause the problem, but but certainly made the made the problem uh, worse. Yeah. Um, so far as uh, retirees go, I, I thought I thought that I would look at the uh, research done by uh, Blanchett and Finca on on, on the concept of, of how retirees spend their their money, and uh, Blanchett uh, saying that it really looks like a a smile. So, just to sum up the research of uh, Blanchett and Finca, uh, they. They agree that um, initial initial spending uh, it, at the beginning of retirement is high, and then it slows down, and then it becomes high again when people get into the 80s because they're spending on health care, long-term care, and inflation becomes a, a really serious issue uh, when you're spending on health care and, uh, and long-term care. Um, and it doesn't have to be in a nursing home or assisted living. It just could be for the services that you need to buy and pay for. They also go on to say that, that higher income retirees, people who have higher incomes, are going to have better outcomes in general uh, because generally they're, they're happier. They're not worried about uh, where their money is going to come from. They're more relaxed about it. And... Um, they, they generally live longer, have better uh, retirement outcomes than than those people who have less income. And then finally, both of them suggest that having a maximum Social Security strategy is essential to protect yourself against inflation and stagflation, because we have to remember that Social Security is a lifetime income annuity that also has survivor benefits. And um, Blanchett uh, then breaks retirement down into three phases. This may sound familiar to some people. Uh, he calls it the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. And during the go-go years, at the beginning of retirement, spending is always high because retirees like to do things that have uh, entertainment value. as traveling, shopping, leisure activities, uh, spending time with, with, uh, with grandkids. And this phase continues uh, as long as their health permits. And then you have the slow-go years when, when health and age 
uh, forces retirees to stay at home or, or at least close to home. So they cut down on a lot of the out of the house entertainment activities. And then research shows us that spending decreases and you can expect it to decrease uh, once you start to adjust for inflation. And then finally, the no-go years, when you do have to deal with inflation because of healthcare spending, which replaces entertainment spending. And this final phase is definitely impacted uh, by inflation. Well, um, there's a lot of attention paid to the idea of what's your number. Yeah. And there's an assumption that retirees need a certain amount of assets to enjoy a secure retirement. Well, since retirement's an unknown, creating a number makes retirement seem concrete. When you think about it, everyone defines retirement differently. So there's no homogenized version of retirement that everyone wants. Retirees have different spending goals, differences in longevity, differences in risk tolerance and risk capacity. So um, this idea about a certain number needed for retirement is, I guess, Fred, do you think a phony issue? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Makes a good sales story. Yeah, it, it, it does, because it, it takes something that, that's hard to get your arms around, and it makes it very concrete. So you can play the game, what's my number? And um, I've seen skits uh, on, uh, acted out at, uh, at meetings. Um, <laughs> you know, Remember yeah. the commercial uh, that yeah. had the numbers? Yeah, yeah. So in, in, my, in my opinion, I, I think the idea of, of what's your number doesn't make any practical sense. Uh, I mean, it's a good sales story. Mm -hmm. Now, it is true. You do need to figure out what your income is going to be and your what your income is going to be will determine how much impact inflation is going to have on you and inflation uh, has an impact on on everybody so the higher income retiree has a lot more room in their budget they can absorb price uh, increases, price hikes, but the low-income retiree is using a larger portion of their budget. What are they using it for? It's, it's the staples. It's food, it's energy, it's medical care, and rent. Mm -hmm. And that eats, that eats up most of their budget, if not all of it. Mm -hmm. and it, it gives them very little uh, discretionary room. So when I am planning uh, for for retirement, I, I look at it both in the short term and in the long term. Now, I have generally used three to three and a half percent for long term inflation. I am using four and a half percent right now for short term, with three to three and a half for long term. And I, I've done some uh, research recently. I wanted to refresh my memory. Of about because there's a lot of talk about you know Paul Volcker Volcker did this Volcker did that. I, I wanted to go back and do and and refresh my memory to see exactly what did how, how did what did Paul, what did Volcker do? How how did he squash inflation mm -hmm. during the Reagan administration? Mm -hmm. Well, what I saw is that he used two recessions. He had recession one, and there was a recovery. And, and the recovery occurred at the right time because there was the election and Reagan won re-election. 
and then he and then he induced a second recession to finally crush inflation and then a recovery. And I also read over uh, Larry McDonald's uh, newsletter and his blog post on the on the Bear Traps report, and I quoted him, if you recall, at the start mm-hmm. of the podcast. And McDonald McDonald's view is that. The Fed is talking real tough, but he thinks that that tough talk is just bluster. And he thinks that that the Fed will back down once inflation continues to increase and that employment starts to drop and we start to experience stagflation either throughout the entire economy or maybe in some sectors of uh, of the economy. He doesn't think that the Fed will be able to stay the course. Now, he thinks that the ultimate cap out of inflation when it occurs will be be in the 4 to 5 percent range. That's once inflation peaks and then it's and then it's uh, Hmm. crushed. And he doesn't think the Fed will be able to go back to a 2 percent range. Hmm. Well, you know, you mentioned Volcker, and that actually, well, it started late 70s, right, and into the Reagan administration. Um, but he, he, he I, I was alive then, Fred, but I wasn't paying attention. It was pretty drastic moves he made, though, right? Yes. And, yeah, and we're did. freaking out over less drastic suggestions here. We we are, but the, there's, there's two things that we, we've got. We've got some real wild cards here that we've never had before. We we have the so it's not just the size of the deficit; it's it's the uh, the repo market. Now we we didn't have this repo Uh-oh. issue okay. before. So in, in other words, the Federal Reserve, at the direction of the Treasury, uses the computer keyboard. To create money, I mean that's literally, and they literally don't sure. print it. They they use the they use a the computer. They create it, right? But that the Fed then deposits that money with the banks, and it the then the Fed pays the banks an overnight rate. The banks don't want this money. They don't lend the money where you see it show up is uh, in the uh, money market, in money market funds mm-hmm. to, to buttress the money market fund to prevent to funds to prevent anybody from breaking the buck as you know, has happened, happened once here and it's happened in the UK where, where uh, Soros uh, was able to break the uh, pound sterling. So the, the, the money that's floating around uh, in uh, there's, there's two tr- there's over two trillion dollars of this money that's floating around, and um, we've never we've never had a situation like this before. So it's impossible to know with any certainty. You know, just just because some bright guys run some Excel spreadsheets hmm. and say, okay, we think this is going to be all right, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to turn out all right. We 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 have we have an unknown. Here and the other thing is that we've had so much monetary stimulus expansion, and there is still more in the system. You still have one trillion appropriated during the Trump administration has not been spent. 
the $1.9 trillion, the so-called bipartisan bill, has that's not been spent. So you got $2.9 trillion that has not been spent. Uh, you have $2 trillion that's flushing around in the banking system that has to be drained out of the system. And we have the um, Democrat majority leader in the Senate who wants another five trillion in spending? Well, you put that together. I mean, you, you, I mean, it's it, it's five. Let's say, you know, we, we make. The, I mean, you, you're talking almost nine, ten trillion dollars. I mean, what that that is just an incredible number. I can't get my head around it. Right. And I don't I don't see how that uh, helps us crush down on uh, on inflation. So I, I not only do I not see, uh, well, even persistent isn't good enough. I, I mean, I, in, order, in order to get rid of the, that uh, $2 trillion, it can't do that overnight. I, uh, my guess is it'll take four or five years mm. to, to, drain, to, to bleed that off, to drain it off. Mm. And, and then I, I don't know what they, how they could possibly spend uh, the the two point nine trillion that they already have plus the two, the Fed has, plus five more. Hmm. Golly. That's that. I mean, well, these these are, these are MAGA numbers. I mean, I, I don't mean this in a, a, as a Trump statement. I mean, these these are just gigantic numbers. Mega, yeah, definitely, without a doubt, huge numbers, almost incomprehensible. Well, now, what are some things a retiree can do now to address the problem of future future purchasing power? Because you got to look ahead in retirement planning. Right. Absolutely right. Um, you're absolutely right. We've got to start with, with, with future purchasing power. And uh, I think I'll I was thinking, I've been thinking about this, so I'm going to think about four things that people can do right now to protect themselves. And, and by the way, uh, I've noticed some advertisements lately about, particularly on, on streaming uh, video, that, about stocking up on foods and water that can last as much as 25 years. And that's, you know, so I'm going to begin wow. there. I think the, I th yeah, I think the idea of stocking up on durable goods I think is a good idea. I think it's a clever idea. Uh -huh. Prices are prices are going to go up, and um, even if you buy some survival type products, uh, they're not going to go bad. Uh, but I, I just the, my only concern here is I, I don't want to see social anarchy and unrest, or, which is a possibility if if, if this inflation continues. Uh, to to uh, you know to to to, to increase w without any you know, without any way to to cap it uh, to cap to cap it out. So mm. um, I'm it's uh, it's it's troubling. It certainly is. It, it really is. And uh, coming up, we'll take a very quick break. But coming up, we'll talk about what you can do to protect your purchasing power. That's on the way with the podcast Money Matters USA. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. 
Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA. And that uh, number for Fred you hear, that means that wherever you are listening to the podcast, you can contact Fred if, if you think, wow, I really don't have a good, solid retirement plan together. I mean, Fred, as you hear on the podcast, you see on the video series, keeps up with so much. He knows this. He's seen it. He's done it. He's helped so many get retired. And he can with you with the right strategies for today. So, again, it's 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. The website is moneymattersusa.net. And if you search YouTube uh, for Money Matters USA with Fred Sade, S-A-I-D-E, you can see the companion video series. So we've definitely had a great conversation on inflation and more. But we're going to talk about protecting your purchasing power. Is, Fred, Social Security a good place to start there? Yeah, absolutely. Social Security has a built-in COLA. It uh has an inflation-adjusted income, which will get adjusted over your lifetime. We already know that 50% of retirees rely on Social Security for half of their income. So before retiring, you should work with an advisor such as me to make sure you get the most out of your Social Security benefits, both for you and for your spouse. And the Higher income spouse should defer Social Security for as long as that's possible. And it could be age 70, but it might not be. It could be 68 or 69. Everybody's situation is is different. But the higher income spouse, every effort should be made to defer Social Security for some period of time. How would you address investment and insurance products? Well, I would be selective right now in choosing investments, and I would evaluate insurance products. Um, Particularly, my approach is what, what investment insurance products are the most likely to keep up with inflation. And starting with insurance products, you can choose a product that can front load the income. So in other words, can give you an increasing income now and then give you less income later. This could make a lot of sense for people who have um, a challenge to their longevity, who have serious health problem or problems and know that their uh, longevity is compromised. So a front loaded uh, income product could make a lot of sense for them, uh, for those people who uh, are likely to have a uh, longer lifespan, um, they might want an increasing product. So everything is going to depend on your longevity. And we know that longevity is the chief uh, aspect of risk when when you're talking about uh, retirement. And so then it becomes a question of how much risk are you willing to accept? Now, I happen to like immediate annuities, and these can be inflation-adjusted 
or they can be a level payout. And if you like a level payout, which can make sense, we can use a ladder strategy. We can use multi-year guarantee annuities. Those are very, very attractive because they are based on the uh, coupon uh, that, that, bonds, uh, that bonds pay. And then when they mature, you can buy a single premium immediate annuity. And we, we also like split annuity strategies where we're using a fixed index annuity without an income rider. So the person can make lump sum withdrawals and withdraw that down to, to zero value. And then we use a fixed index annuity with an income rider. So the rider can pay, as I said, an increased amount now, lesser amount later, or a, a, or a level amount or an increasing amount. And I'm, Currently, I'm not a fan of, uh, of, of registered index uh, annuities. They're called RILAs. There aren't that many of them in the marketplace, so I'd like to see more competition and more product choices. Life insurance. Let's not forget about life insurance. Life insurance can be very effective protecting against inflation. It can, it can have an increasing cash value. It can have an increasing face amount. It could also protect your wealth. Uh, from the high cost of long-term care later on in, in life. It can also be used to protect uh, a, a, uh, an inheritance or make one possible. Um, one of the things that small investors uh, don't do but ought to consider is to use options. Uh, and options are very, very effective. They're more effective right now than bonds. And you can use uh, options to generate income now, and you can generate and you can um, uh, gauge the uh, direction of the market in the future. There, there are all sorts of uh, of options that uh, that you that you can use, depending on whether or not you think the market is going to go up a lot, go up a little, go down a lot, go down a little. Um, if this is too difficult. Uh, for you to navigate, there are exchange-traded funds, ETFs, uh, that also provide option choices. And this can be a good alternative if, if you're unfamiliar with options or you don't have the uh, time or the willingness to, to look at the option, options uh, on a daily basis. Another thing you can do is use inflation-protected bond funds or floating rate funds. So this is uh, an area that, that can be explored. Uh, right now, we don't want to go out long. We, we, we want to we stay short or relatively short, not go out more than a couple of years because of the low rates of return. You could buy I-bonds from Treasury Direct, uh, although the denominations are relatively small on the I-bonds. There are dividend-paying stock funds that you can uh, consider. Um, the, the, there are stock index funds uh, that are that um, are out there. Wisdom Tree is is one. Uh, it's not a recommendation at <laughs> all. It's just mm -hmm. it's just uh, it's just, they're just uh, they they were one of the first to to use dividends uh, with with index funds, and that's the only reason I mention it. Uh, real estate, there are REITs and there are real estate funds. And you can uh, 
you you should have exposure, in my opinion, to commodities right now. Things uh, commodities are o- always do well uh, in an inflationary uh, market, and you can use uh, ETFs uh, for uh, for that purpose uh, if you're. More sophisticated uh, futures contracts, futures can can make sense here on commodities. If you're not, then uh, ETFs will, will make a lot of sense for you. What about gold? What about digital assets? Well, gold gold is very interesting. Uh, historically, gold has not been an effective inflation hedge. Gold has been highly effective uh, during times of crises. As far as digital assets, the IRS considers digital assets to be a commodity and not a security. So I'll give you a heads up here. Because of that, the wash sale rules do not apply to digital assets. So you, if you want to take profits and rebuy and, and benefit uh, from, from the spread difference, you can without uh, have to, having to worry about the wash sale uh, rules. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I, 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 I think a, an exposure is fine as long as you understand uh, what you're what you're doing and you're willing to take a flyer. Um, the um, these assets are digital assets are um, they were supposed to be independent, but they're not. They're they're volatile and they're correlated to the S and P five hundred. They're not freestanding, but they may be uh, in the in the future. I mean, there's there's a lot of interesting things going on uh, here, um, and that's it's certainly an area to to look at. But I I wouldn't bet I wouldn't bet my retirement on it. If you go, if we, you know, the other thing is if we if we think back to the um, Jimmy Carter administration, we had a thriving. Uh, barter economy, and you may be able to barter goods or, or services. So, I mean, that's that's a possible consideration. There used to be barter clubs. I don't know if we'll go back in that direction, but hmm. it's something to consider. And uh, I think it's a good idea to be as energy efficient as you possibly can. Try to protect yourself against uh, the the rise in energy prices, cost of electricity, heating, cooling, uh, for your home or your uh, apartment. For, for those people who are in the in the uh, southwest, they're probably going to be in for a, a rough uh, summer uh, because the, there's uh, a drought, and and that area of the country mm-hmm. depends heavily on hydroelectric power. So the news may not be uh, very good. Uh, if you have a bicycle um, and you live in a, uh, a, a contained or semi-contained uh, community, you might be able to ride your bike or, or walk to take care of some of your uh, uh, daily uh, uh, needs. Yeah, good for your uh, health also, right? Yeah, we'll help you, sure. Uh, 
I, I think it goes without saying that uh, diesel and gasoline prices are going to continue to rise uh, unless there's a you know dramatic change in in policy on the part of the administration. Uh, I inflation will inflate the value of, of um, you know of your home, so we can expect to see insurance premiums uh, increase, uh, and. Um, I would expect maintenance costs on on vehicles, on cars, uh, to increase, and, and on commercial vehicles, oh. and that cost will be you know passed along. Well, you're just loaded with good news today, friend. <laughs> well, I'm I, I, yeah, but, but I mean, I know you're you're looking at the reality of it. You're not you're not going to sugarcoat it. No, I, I I'm I'm not. I, I don't. I think I. You know, I this morning, uh, early this morning, when I when I was. Um, on the treadmill, I, I heard two uh, uh, Wall Street economists, um, without uh, without admitting uh, that uh, that they had been reading uh, uh, Larry McDonald. Uh, maybe they maybe they didn't. Maybe they came to this by their you know, own research. But they said the very same thing that McDonald said that I had indicated uh, uh, earlier. So I I I. I I think we're 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 in for we're in for bumpy for some some speed bumps here that uh, we're going to have to live through. Now, I, I will say that a small amount of inflation is healthy. It's normal. It's necessary. But uh, the fact is that inflation over time reduces the value uh, of of the of the currency of the dollar. So it's going to reduce your your purchasing power. And uh, my concern is, is that we will be in the quarter era where we had stagflation, uh, where we've had inflation and deflation uh, simultaneously, uh, and that's uh, that is a I, you know it's a horrendous situation to have to live through that uh, again. But the my final observation, and, and this this comes from. Um, from many of the Monte Carlo scenarios that we do is uh, to encourage people to keep on saving for retirement. And even if that's difficult, I mean, th this is the time to get professional advice. Any money that you spend on professional advice uh, is well spent. Don't, don't rely on rules of thumb or what you hear on TV or streaming video. Uh, or the internet, you just don't know in, in all cases uh, why they're saying what they're saying or, or what they're at stake is. It's important to do that. It's it's important to save. Um, it's important to deal with the reality of you know, where we are now, certainly, and knowing it's not going to always be this way. And it's important to realize your plan is not static. And it's important to realize you need these days more than ever to have a fiduciary. Uh, Fred Sade is a fiduciary and someone who takes a custom approach to your retirement planning. And that is Fred, who, by the way, again, can be reached at 800-593-8188. 800-593-8188. Uh, be sure to search for the companion video series, Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. 
S-A-I-D-E, if you're searching. And, Fred, you know, of course it's not always the best news. It's just where we are now. But I do appreciate you keeping us up on where we are and what should be considered in dealing with where we are now. So we'll continue. You'll continue providing great information here. I'll continue to go along for the ride, but I enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll do another podcast next week. Uh, Yes, we will. Thank you, Fred. And thank you for being with us on Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.